Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. I like to find beauty in everything. And I like to honor that within my scrapbooking pages. And I just see that stories as an extension of that. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 10. In this episode, we're exploring how Jess Forster is using Instagram as part of her memory keeping process. Jess is a longtime paper and hybrid scrapbooker with a passion for project life. She's a former member of the Simple Scrapper creative team, host of the Pocket Talk podcast, and a crop and create instructor. Hey Jess, how are you today? I'm good, Jennifer. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Oh, me too. Now, when did we first meet in person? Was that like 2011, something like that? So I believe we met online in 2010, 2011. And then we met in person at CHA, uh, the Chicago CHA show in 2012, when we both had young uh, infant daughters. We, oh my gosh, you have an impeccable memory. That was right. Yes. Right after our both daughters were born. Crazy. So they're exactly three months apart. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Because your daughter was born, I think the exact day in August that my daughter was born in Just November. In November. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah, the 15th special day. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it is a special day. So yeah, so we've known each other for so long now. It's been, we're on nine years and I'm so excited to, to kind of bring things back around and hear more about what you are doing for memory keeping right now. Um, as I said in my intro, you are also host of the Pocket Talk podcast. You are a, such a big Project Life fan. And one of the reasons you actually left the creative team was because you have had such an interest in simplifying your memory keeping and finding ways to make it work for your busy life. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with you right now, where you live and stuff like that? Sure. So, hey, everybody. I'm Jess Forster. I live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I live here with my husband, Aaron, and our two kids, Rowan and Sam. And we also have a mini golden doodle dog named Charlie, who may or may not bark during this interview. And I apologize for that up front. Um, by day, I am a medical social worker. So I work with children, uh, and families diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. That's at our uh, local hospital. And by night, I am a memory keeper. I have um, sort of fallen into this hobby and have enjoyed it very passionately for the last 
um, probably nine years since since we first met. So, um, in addition to to sort of doing this uh, when my kids go to bed, I also uh, teach classes in person and. We were chatting before uh, we started recording this conversation, and you're going to Disney soon, and I'm actually packing for Moncton because I am uh, I'm lucky enough to be an in-person scrapbook teacher with scrapbooking cards today through their crop and crate events. So I am flying out to Moncton, which is in the eastern part of Canada. Uh, I do that on Thursday and I will spend the weekend there teaching some pocket page classes and storytelling classes. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm, I'm currently on Allie Edwards design team. I've been on her team for the last three years and I'm on Ellie's studio design team. Um, I've been doing that for two years and I sometimes, <laughs> sometimes host a podcast <laughs> called pocket talk, which I wish there was more hours in the day, Jennifer, seriously, I, I wish I could function on a lot less sleep, but, uh, there's only so much I can do within the time that I have. Well, I agree with that. And honestly, I've been prioritizing my sleep. And so a lot of things end up having to go because that self-care is super important so that you can be present for your family and, and show mm-hmm. up to do all the things <laughs> that you've um, obliged yourself to do. Yeah, I can only drink. Uh, coffee can only take me so far, but sleep is definitely important. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. I'm super fascinated by these crop and create events. Are they open to people us, you know, here across the border? We can jump on a plane. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. There are lots of, uh, of our American friends that come, uh, and visit us in Canada. So Catherine Cashton, who is the publisher, um, of scrapbooking cards today started, uh, these crop and create events. I believe it was in either in 2012, 2013. Um, there's been almost 50 events, uh, since the time that she started, uh, they're all over Canada. So, um, we just finished our Toronto event, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before there are upcoming events in Moncton, which is in the East coast. There's one in Winnipeg as well as one in Calgary. And then there are a few more fall events. You can find out all that information on scrapbookingcards.com. Um, yeah, but people are welcome to sign up. Uh, there are a plethora of teachers. Uh, they include, Uh, Vicki Booten, who is a product designer with American Crafts. She is the mixed media queen. There's Nicole Nawasad, who does some beautiful um, traditional layouts. Uh, There's myself. Um, There's Angie Blom, who is a stamp designer with Unity Stamp Company. She teaches watercolor classes as well as runs sort of the, um, the front table. And there's usually a guest, um, depending on who Catherine can have uh, come in and and teach. And it's just it's just so much fun to connect with, you know, our community in person. So I feel really, really lucky to be a part of of the team. Super fun. Yeah, I would love to get myself up there to one of those sometime. And I'm just so thrilled to see that our industry really is thriving. And there's new things happening all the time. And it's just, yeah. It makes me super happy. It is a super happy time. So if ever you come, come visit me. We will. We I will show you around Toronto. We'll you can come to the crop, and I'm sure you would have an amazing time for sure. It's a date for sure. <laughs> 
All right. One of our favorite things to do on the podcast is to share what's exciting us right now. It could be anything related to scrapbooking that's it's new to you or exciting to you right now, a product, an app, a class, person, idea, really anything at all that's getting you feeling fired up and feeling in command of your life. Do you have a pick to share today? I do. I have two picks. Uh, the fr- And I will be very succinct. I will try to be very succinct because sometimes I, I am known to ramble. But the first thing that is making me excited is my one little word for this year. Um, Allie, yeah, Allie Edwards, for those that don't know, Allie Edwards runs this workshop, this uh, year-long workshop where you're invited to uh, choose a guiding word um, or intention for the year. And this year, my word is connect. And I have found that it is uh, it has served me very, very well, not only in my home life to sort of connect with my kids, to sort of uh, pay attention to the time that we do have together, but also in terms of storytelling within my pages. How can I connect the dots? How can I connect stories from the past to the present? Um, and the second thing that leads me to my second pick, which is collages. So I do a lot of pocket pages. Um, I like uh, divided page protectors. They just make sense to my brain in terms of layout design. But what I found is that I'm really excited about is combining photos from the past as well as the present and sort of getting out of the um, everyday moment scrapbooking and trying to tell a deeper story, uncover layers um, uh, and connections through collages. So that is what's making me excited right now. Can you give us like a visual idea of what type of collages you're talking about? So uh, that's a great question. Um, it's it's essentially using uh, Design F page protectors, which is, you know, from the product Becky Higgins Project Life line. There are a lot of three by four pockets as well as two three by six pockets. And I'm just doing a lot of uh, what's called uh, checkerboard patterning. So going like journaling card, three by four picture, journaling card, three by four picture, and just sort of repeating that as well as clustering collage um, photos. So currently I'm working on a layout um, for uh, scrapbooking cards uh, uh, inside the pocket class, which is being um, led by Megan Andrew. And I am clustering photos within a line so that it looks like a timeline. But in terms of a collage, I'm I'm threading together or combining stories from different time periods um, into like one thesis statement. So does that make sense? I think so. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're you're using the project life or the pocket page concept to go beyond the everyday memory keeping. You're telling stories with these pages and and thinking of it a little less. Is it a combination? Is it more cohesive or is it less cohesive? That's my question. Are you so trying to tell it, one story with a page or are you trying to just keep going over time? So I'm trying to find connections within different time periods. So even though um, the photos may not quote unquote match, I'm trying to find this the, the threads that sort of bind um, this experience together. So right now I'm working on a spread of my daughter's first five years and I'm using the thesis of uh, I could see her unique personality being developed uh, in these specific photos. So there, there's photos from lots of different time periods. So, you know, when she was six months old to a year and a half to two years, 
you know, she's doing various activities, but just in terms of how uh, she's carrying herself, I can, I'm, I'm telling the story of how glimpses of her personality of who she is now and how that's developed over time. Okay, so you're using the word collage to mean bringing disparate things together, whereas in a traditional pocket page, it's all like things from a similar time period or similar event. Right. Great. Okay. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. I'm I'm excited to see some examples. So Do you have any that. of these on Instagram or your blog? Can we share a link in our show notes? Or is this you all know what? for the it's uh, the what I just spoke about was for a class, but okay. I will uh, have a blog post that I will send you a link. Sounds good. Thank you. No problem. All right. So what I'm excited about right now is, as just said, I'm going on a big vacation and I'm excited about my to do list because it's helping me keep my head on straight this week. And I've been using this method for oh about six weeks now and I've adapted it to kind of my own ways. So what this is, is Becky Higgins shared several years ago her special to-do list method, and it is really quite revolutionary. She uses three pens, a regular pen to write the list. She uses a highlighter to highlight what she's working on next, and she's got a Sharpie to cross it off when she's done. And at first I was like, I'm not really sure what the point of this is, (laughs) but I realized that having... Okay, the highlighter definitely helps you focus on, okay, oh yeah, that's the thing I'm working on, not these 10 other things, I'm working on this one thing. And the Sharpie really helps you see the difference between what you have done and what you haven't done. So I absolutely love it, and I've been adapting it into my Erin Condren planner, but I actually added another pen into my system because I have to (laughs) do more. (laughs) So I have four pens, and I've added a red pen. And I use the red pen when I'm choosing not to do something or when I'm forwarding that item to another week because I want to cross it off, but I don't want to cross it off with the Sharpie because that means I did it. So Mm -hmm. I have a red pen that means that this is not being done this week. Cool. So you actually prioritize by week what you need to do. It's what I'm trying to do. I used to do it by month and I was finding that the list would be so just too long for the month. And I would never get there. And the last week I'd be trying to cram it all in and then I would have to forward a whole bunch. So I've tried harder to have week by week lists and I'm finding that I'm doing, I'm accomplishing more. Yes, there's still things that are always gonna move to the next week because you couldn't get it done, but I'm feeling more accomplished and more successful overall by thinking around a narrower window. Mm-hmm. So breaking, I mean, we've talked about this in uh, in person, we've talked about this uh, on Pocket Talk, but just breaking things down into manageable chunks and in a in a more uh, specific time frame actually works for you, Jennifer. Oh, d- definitely. And I've I've learned though that I've I used to actually compartmentalize a little too much. Like I'd have one list for work and another another list for Simple Scrapper and another list for home. But it actually, all of it has to get done. So I just started putting it all on one piece of paper. And oh, wow. I don't even really, I don't even really organize it by category anymore. It's just it goes down the list. And when I'm sitting down, I try to think, okay, what's the context I'm in right now? Okay, I'm doing simple scrapper work, what's the next task task that I need to do there? Very cool. So everything goes together on one page. Yeah, that's what I've been trying. And it's been working really well. And it's, it's actually really, 
almost anti the way my brain traditionally works, but I'm getting more done. So I'm just trying to, to use that, the flexibility and go with the flow of it to, to actually be more productive. So it's kind of surprising to me. That's cool. And so you've been doing it for six weeks and it, and it sounds like it's been a good change. Yeah, I, I look forward to like, oh, I ran an errand. I get to go home and cross it off in my planner. <laughs> and I've, I've had a lot of planner false starts over the years, like I think everybody mm-hmm. has. And mm-hmm. this year, or rather last spring, I bought a monthly Erin Condren, which has a month calendar and then a bunch of lined pages in between the months. And this is the only planner that I have ever stuck with. And That's I don't, awesome. I, don't, I think it's just having pieces of paper with a calendar because it's really nothing that fancy. But having all that space to make my list, because I am very list oriented, with still the structure of, okay, here are future events on a calendar has worked really well. Well, congratulations. That sounds amazing. I'm going to have to check out this planner. Thanks. And I will include a link in the show notes <laughs> as well. <laughs> All right. So our conversation today, the reason I asked you on the podcast, because I've been following your Instagram this year, and you're doing something that I have never seen before. Um, But I want to start by having you share a little bit about how you've been scrapbooking the past few years. You've certainly hinted a little bit at that. So prior to 2019, what's been working well for you and what wasn't working as well? So, um, yes, I, so as I've alluded to, I am, uh, mostly a pocket page scrapbooker in 2018. I switched from 12 by 12 to a nine by 12 monthly system. So currently I am scrapbooking family stories. Um, I'm scrapbooking my personal stories as well as, um, uh, developmental milestones that my kids are completing in sort of nine by 12 or six by eight. I, I definitely do family stories in nine by 12 and personal stories in six by eight. Previously, I had been scrapbooking um, in a weekly approach uh, and, I, and I've and i done that for a number of years. I think I started uh, scrapbooking with pocket pages in 2012. I was on maternity leave. My husband would come home on Friday nights and that was my uh, night that I got to go downstairs into what was my small craft space and play with pocket pages. So he would put our daughter to bed and I would go downstairs and have some me time. And that's sort of where I learned how to do the traditional quote unquote uh, project life system. And I basically stuck with the weekly approach up until 2015, 2016. Uh, that is when um, our second child, Sam, was born. Um, and life just became a whole lot more interesting <laughs> and busier, and I, I couldn't keep up with the weekly uh, the weekly approach. So I switched it up. Um, I do now scrapbook monthly, which I find to be much more manageable. Um, that combined with personal stories, um, where I can tell sort of a longer um, uh, a longer story, really helps to. Uh, for me to scrapbook everything that I want to scrapbook, not just the everyday moments, but sometimes a reflection of, uh, you know, maybe a, a character trait um, that has sort of developed in in one of my kiddos or some, something like that. Um, what has really, really worked well for me is that I am 
Uh, Gretchen Rubin has this book called Four Tendencies, and mm-hmm. I am an, I am a, an obliger. So that means that I do really, really well with external um, expectations placed on me. So when I mentioned that I was on Ali Edwards' design team and Ellie's studio, I would not scrapbook as much as I do if I did not have the deadlines. I know that some people find that Um, maybe overwhelming, or they wouldn't want to do it for somebody else. But that's how I hold myself accountable. (laughs) That's how I get things done. Last year, I think I counted, I I completed more than 75 layouts. And it not only do I enjoy the process of creating, but I also like finishing layouts as well. I, you know, something like what you talked about, Jennifer, crossing something off the list of having having a layout complete really, really satisfies me. So I find that creating for other people, being on a design team really helps my creative flow. Well, it's important to understand what what part of that journey is motivating you the most. And it's okay to, to like being a finisher and to like checking the box and, and using that motivation to propel you forward towards the finish. And it's also okay to be an obliger and need whatever source of accountability is going to work well for you. I am an obliger as well. And having a business is great for my scrapbooking. So (laughs) because it means I need to make pages and often do things on camera live and Mm-hmm. The majority of scrapbooking I did last year was live on camera for simple scrapper crops. That's that's what works well for me. And I know that our members participating in those crops help them stay accountable as well. That's awesome. It's it's knowing it's knowing yourself and what works and what doesn't work. And yeah. you know, Gretchen, you know, the the four tendencies, sometimes there's a rebel. And maybe you don't want to do things um, by the rules or the way that everybody else does it. And that's totally fine. And I know that that's not me. Um, And uh, yeah, this is how I can be the most productive. So that is what that is what has been helpful for me uh, over the years. And some of those uh, things I have continued in 2019. How did you come to the point where you decided to start using, and here's the secret here, you started using Instagram stories as part of your memory keeping process? <laughs> so I, I wish I had this profound like, oh, I decided one morning that this is what I was going to do. It I, it really happened organically. It was January 1st, and I was uh, taking my son Sam and our dog Charlie for a walk on the beach, uh, which is where we live um, in the neighborhood of Toronto, and I uh, decided to upload um, some photos to Instagram, and I decided to tell a little story, um, and it just sort of dawned on me that I really liked the depth of story that I was telling. I was capturing these little details and it was sort of the start of the new year. And, um, I am a great brainstormer. Um, I get very excited about projects, especially in the new year. And I thought, well, maybe I should do this. Maybe I could do this tomorrow and the next day. And wouldn't it be great um, to have all these details as a record as it was sort of just a challenge that I sort of posed to myself, not making this announcement to the world. Um, but here we are, it is March 5th and, uh, I know that this will be aired at a later date, but so far, knock on wood, I have kept it up, um, uploading, uh, photos and words to my Instagram story. 
Well, and I think all of us have had those really great ideas on January 1st of things we wanted <laughs> to do every day, but it's actually quite remarkable to be able to follow through. So I'm excited to kind of dig in deeper and figure out what's underneath this and what kind of is keeping you going, um, what makes it easy for you. So tell me like maybe what your routine is every day. Are you doing sure. it all at the end of the day? Are you doing it live in the moment? So that's a great question. Um, it in January, I was doing it pretty consistently every single day at a specific time, but um, life gets in the way and I've sort of fallen into the routine of looking back um, a couple of times uh, during the week um, at the photos that I've taken. So basically uploading to Insta stories was just another way to encourage me to take daily photos. Um, and I found that I was taking more event based photos when I was actually looking at my, my scrapbooking layouts from, from last year. And I really don't want to miss the details because I feel like my kids are growing up way too fast. And, and I, I really want to be present and connect with them in the moment relating to my, you know, my one little word. But right now the kids go to bed. Um, and, a couple of times, maybe three to four times a week, I look at what I shot on my iPhone um, and I choose uh, the photo and the stories that I want to tell. Typically, I have more photos on the weekend um, because we are doing more things. Uh, sometimes I tell stories related to my work, um, but obviously be, due to <laughs> confidentiality uh, reasons, I can't always uh, publish um, the happenings of, of my work life. So I do try to stick to, um, uh, I do tell more family stories than, than maybe work stories, but I do look for little opportunities to tell those kind of stories. Um, sorry, go ahead. Uh, wow. You, I, I thought that was very silent in my, um, oh. pausing to <laughs> ask a question. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. You're very in tune. Um, I am wondering if this process has given you more mental and creative freedom to work on those collages because you're getting the everyday little stories captured mm -hmm. in Instagram. Mm -hmm. And now you have, in theory, this time and energy that you can spend on drawing bigger and deeper connections. Absolutely. I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Um, I created a layout, uh, which I will send you the link uh for the show notes, but I created this uh, layout called weekend, um, which was for the Ellie studio February release. And it was after watching, um, after uploading all of my January stories to, uh, my January highlight reel on, <laughs> if you go to a person's profile, you can see, um, archived stories from the past. And right now I have January, February, March. And when I was uploading my January stories, um, I was noticing sort of our, the rhythm and, uh, routines of what we were doing on the weekend. You know, most of our weekends look like this and I was able to do a summary page, um, like that. And, and I think it is because I've been, uh, trying to pay attention to what we're doing every day that I'm noticing new details about our life. Um, and I'm able to, I have the opportunity now to tell, to tell those kind of stories, to make these kind of collages. 
Now, is it your intent to use your stories as this inspiration and jumping off point for other scrapbooking? Or do you have a vision for what you might want to do with the images that you're now collecting in the stories? So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting all the video and um, taking the, the, the pictures um, and writing the words just as uh, a journal um, per se and drawing that for inspiration. I'm, I'm not trying to set up too many rules around it. I'm just sort of trying to <laughs> go with the flow. Um, and certainly, of course, uh, the more pictures I take, the more I can scrapbook that. Um, and obviously I have deadlines throughout, um, any given month, you know, I'm, I'm scheduled to, to create six layouts a month. And, and so that does require pictures and, uh, pictures have always been a love, uh, taking pictures and photography have always been a love. And that's sort of how I got into project life. Um, but now it's sort of trying to push, push my creative boundaries so that I can tell the deeper story, so that I can make those connections. So I really don't have this grand plan of like, oh yes, I'm going to use all of the photos that I've taken. Um, no, I, I, you know, want to enjoy what I've uploaded. Um, I, I just was looking back at February to do my my February uh, summary for Project Life, and even though there's only 28 days in, in, in the month of February, there's things that I forgot that we did. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, 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 I forgot that there was a huge snowstorm on February 1st. Um, I forgot that uh, we had the first snow day in Toronto on February 12th. Um, you know, like there's just little details that I, I realized that I am, that I don't remember if I don't write it down. So I don't have a grand scheme, but it's certainly helping me in my scrapbooking moving forward. Well, it sounds like that's certainly an understatement in terms of its ability to inspire you and continue to um, be observant and really present in your life because that's such a cumulative effect. The more you do it, the more you want to do it and you crave it. And the more you do make those connections um, with what yeah. you're seeing and observing in your life with the deeper stories and even the past. Yeah, it, it's really been this lovely daily practice that I, I didn't think it would snowball into what it's become. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of really positive feedback. I got I get a lot of um, DMs and messages and, oh, I really loved when you, I really love this video. I really love the way blah, blah, blah. You know, so the community has been very, very positive. And I just, you know, I thank you for, you know, noticing. And it was never like, oh, I'm going to, going to make this thing and, and people are going to see it and they're going to like it. You know, it was just a, a desire to tell, to tell my own family story. Well, and you're, I don't want to, how do I say this? I, you need to give yourself some credit maybe because what you're doing is actually very visually beautiful and striking as well. It's not just throwing up a bunch of stuff. You're very, you're, you're <laughs> curating it in your own style, yes. your own aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and you could even you so if someone wanted to and was doing something similar, they could print these individual pages, if you will, mm -hmm. mini pages yeah. as is and 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 incorporate that in their pocket scrapbooking. Absolutely. I think I think the just the size of stories, I don't know what the specific ratio is, but it's um, it's 16 to 9, so it is really tall and skinny. <laughs> cool. So you, I'm sure you could probably put it in a traveler's notebook if you wanted yeah. or you could do it in a pocket page. Yeah, I'm um 
I'm super impressed that you knew 16 by nine. Like that was awesome. Did you know, <laughs> uh, where do you know this Jennifer Wilson? Like that is awesome. Cause sometimes I create Photoshop templates to, to make <laughs> Instagram story images. <laughs> That's aw- Well, there you go. That's awesome. you you learn something new every day so it's basically just a regular you know 16 to 9 what you use for hd video turned on its end awesome and there's another fact that i did not know so so speaking of videos you are including videos as part of this and i i love just the intersperse of a full page photo and then a smaller photo with a caption and then a video how how are you making the choice of what to include? Are you including everything? Are you being really selective? And even, I guess, the offshoot question of this is, is it helping you manage your photos better? <laughs> so I just deleted 6,000 photos off my camera, camera roll today because the app that I use to edit my photos uh, wasn't um, uploading uh, or downloading my photos from iCloud because I had way too many <laughs> on my camera roll. Anyways, um I'm sorry. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, well, so first off, um, how are you deciding what to include in the stories as this like snapshot of what what's happening on this day? Because I'm assuming you're not including every single photo you're taking. No, absolutely not. So how do how do I decide what to include? It's really um, it's really a small story. Uh, it's it's what I find visually appealing and interesting that day. Um, it is curated. It's mostly curated around my around my kids. Sometimes it includes, um, images of what my husband is cooking. He's learning to cook this year. So he is making really, really delicious things. Um, sometimes it is our routines. Sometimes it is, uh, what we're reading, um, the landscape outside. Uh, I like to find beauty in everything and I like to honor that um, within my scrapbooking pages. And I just see that stories is an extension of that. So I think beauty is everywhere. Um, and I like to find beauty sometimes in this, this crazy, crazy world. So it's a way to, uh, remind myself of the goodness that, that is there in addition to telling family stories. Well, that's, that's the one of the things I love the most about memory keeping is, is that gratitude practice aspect mm-hmm. of it. And it sounds like you've developed a, quite a daily habit from it. Um, and I'm sure those that, that positive good feelings is what kind of is driving the engine here as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is a gratitude practice. That's a really great way to look at it, Jennifer. Um, it is an appreciation for what I have and this life and, and, you know, so I think it's really easy when you have little kids to sort of go through the motion and, and, and think like, oh, this is so hard. And I just have to keep swimming and get through the other day, the next day. But um, I work with a lot of lovely people who um, are in a different phase of life than I am right now. Um, I'm one of the the people on my team at work that that have kids my age. In fact, I'm the only person on our team that have young kids. And you know, most of their kids are now grown up and out of the house. And so, you know, I, I hear the stories of like, oh, that's, oh, you know, people expressing their, um, their appreciation for this age and stage. And because I work with children and teens and adolescents, I know that they grow up. I know that it's happening to my own kids and Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a way to, um, stop time and just appreciate, 
uh, something within the moment. And I'm, I'm, I really just want to enjoy my little people while they're still little, mm-hmm. um, and honor and honor our journey together. All right. Drop the mic. <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> that was no, just that really, that was such a beautiful way to, to describe it. Um, yeah, I don't, I, it's hard to just make a segue here to, and how is this impacting your photo management? <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm. I, I do have to say that um, because I am doing this daily gratitude practice, I am shooting uh, a lot more uh, uh, photos on my phone. I'm shooting video. I'm shooting photos. Um, I, you know, I, I don't really have a rhyme or reason as to why I shoot video versus why I shoot photos. I usually do videos more on the weekend because I feel that, that I have more time to do that. Um, I shoot uh lots more photos on the weekends just because we're busy. Um, yeah. And, and I'm just trying to go in the moment after we've completed something. Once my kids have gone to bed, scroll through my camera roll and put a heart on the photo that really speaks to me. I've, I've gotten really good over the years of finding the photos that I really love. Um, I'm not overwhelmed by the number of photos that I have. I can, sort of flip through and know, uh, that, that like, what is the, the photo that really speaks to me that, that paints the picture that I, of the story that I want to tell. Well, I think this was a, yeah, you made a really important point here is that sometimes it, it, it feels like, oh, I have to have this very intricate system and I have to tag things and, and I have to delete all the photos that I don't really want. And if you could do that one step of, favoriting, hearting, flagging, whatever system mm-hmm. you use, starring the photos you like the best, that would be a huge win and get you so much farther than anything else because you've, you've got that part done. And if you ever do more, that's great. But yeah. if you don't, you have photos to scrapbook. I do have photos to scrapbook. And listen, my, my digital, uh, my Dropbox, my, my camera roll, it's not perfect. It's like a mess, but I know I at least know through a little heart of like what I want to scrapbook. And I can easily find that when I'm, when I'm scrolling through. Well, I love it. I love it so much. Are there, you mentioned you use something specific for editing your photos. If you could share what that is and any other favorite tools that help you create these beautiful stories. <laughs> sure. So the first thing that I would say is that I, on my, uh, in my settings, I go to um, my camera section and turn on the grid. So on your phone, if you happen to have an iPhone, I'm not sure if this is the same for Android, but you can actually turn on your grid, um, which allows you to um, take photos that are that are straight, if that makes sense. So, you know, in photography, there's this rule of thirds. Well, there's an actually like a tic-tac-toe, tic-tac-toe box on your camera when you flip on the grid, and that can help uh, help you take straight or level photos. So that would be the first thing that I use. The second thing that I use to make sort of the cover sheet of um, my Insta story, I, I every day I say uh, the third of, and then I write the word March. I use a background from um, an app called a design kit. It's made by a beautiful mess. 
Um, and essentially I, in the app, I go to backgrounds, I select the white background, use the story and save that to my camera roll. I then open that up into Instagram and type out the 3rd of March. And with my handwriting, I just use the pen and, and write the month that it is. So right now we're in March. So I've just typed up the 3rd of March and added it to my story. In terms of editing my photos, I exclusively use um, two apps. The first is a color story, also by A Beautiful Mess. And I love the fact that you can use curves. So um, if you don't, if you're not working on like a laptop um, or a desktop um, in Photoshop or Photoshop Elements, um, it's really, really high, hard to find apps that, that you can adjust uh, the curves. And I don't know the technical sides of it, but when you play around with curves, you can adjust not only the brightness, but um, how sharp an image is. Um, and I just, I really love the filters that you can, there's lots of tools that you can use within a color story. And I also like uh, a, another app called Snapseed. I, I find that they have a selective tool um, where you can lighten different parts of your, your photo. So my overall goal is to try to shoot the best photo that I can. Best is in quotation marks because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Like what is best to me or what is beautiful to me might not be beautiful to you. And I mean, it, it's all subjective, but I try to take the best technical photo that I can from my camera, my iPhone, while I'm in the moment. So that means that it's, you know, as straight as that I can get it, um, that the lighting conditions are as, as best as I can get it. Uh, and that way I can, I only have to, to minimally edit when I, when I go to upload the photo, um, for the day. Sometimes I, I upload one photo. Sometimes it's multiple. It just depends on what kind of story I want to tell, but that's, those are the two, those are the two photo apps that I, I use currently for my Insta stories. Now, you've long had a passion for black and white photos. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and I know that it, part of it is this the, the the love of that look, but also it's a great correction for, especially mm. this time of year when there's no light and everything yeah. is, is kind of dreary or has a yeah. nice yellow cast from indoors. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I also, it's a, it's a great fix, especially when, you know, you're in the Northern hemisphere and the sun goes down at like six o'clock. Um, you know, there's a lot of life that happens after 6 PM and indoor lighting is not always desirable. So I love, I love that you can fix the, the imbalances or the imperfections that way. Um, and I also love that black and whites just sort of give a naturally classic look to mm -hmm. a photo. Yeah. I love it too. I'm surprised, though, that one of your apps is still not PicTap Go. I'm curious why maybe ah, you don't use that as much as you used to. I Yeah, great. I mean, great memory, Jennifer. I used to love PicTap Go. But what I found was that um, I just, I, I don't know if they have curves. I, I moved from PicTap Go for, uh, I used to use it exclusively up until maybe 2015, 2016. And I think I just for the sake of, of, creativity. I wanted to try something new. And I can't remember when a color story got, um, was released, but I find that I've just honed my process, um, with that app more. So well, and I think both, both the color story and Snapseed allow for more 
precise technical edits, mm-hmm. whereas PicTap Go is really exclusively filter-based. Even if you're doing like brightening and contrast steps that you'd be doing in other apps, they're using it in that filter format where it's a one-step type of thing with right. You can change the intensity, but it's it's just it's quite a bit different approach. It's yeah, there, it's not as nuanced. Like you, it's really building layers, and sometimes uh, when you build a whole bunch of layers. Uh, even when you minimize uh, the intensity of something, it still doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like I like the sort of bells and whistles that are associated uh, with Snapseed and the color story, for awesome. sure. Now I want to skip back a, a second here because I have a tip for you with oh great the, the background that you're using from mm-hmm. a design kit. So mm-hmm. if you're an Instagram and, and you're doing a story, you can bring up any image, and if you hold you uh, bring up the paintbrush and select a color and you hold your finger down, it will fill the background with that color. Oh my God. That's so amazing. So you just choose white and then you hold it down and it'll just cover your whole photo with that color and you could start with a white canvas. That's amazing. Isn't this, uh, yeah, I'm still learning Instagram. Like I've been on it. I think we've been on it since 2010, 2011, whenever it was yeah, released. I was but pregnant I'm, when, it, when yeah. I started Instagram. <laughs> oh, yes. The uh, the borders of, you know, 2011. Everything had a border and yeah. And a vintage filter. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. I love I love how it sort of evolves. Um, it It really is my social media app of choice these days. One thing that just came to mind is that are you finding this doing personal in your stories as a way to um, organize your account and then you're having your scrapbooking things in your feed and then your personal in the stories? So that's a really great point. And I was thinking about that as we were chatting that I didn't really mention that, but I I, I didn't know if I wanted to open up a, a second account to um, to highlight the personal things that we were doing, because I, I feel be, as I move from more of a hobby based um, uh, scrapbooker into a design team scrapbooker, like my feed, like I, I am on design teams. I am here to promote products um, that I love and use. And as such, you know, I feel that my my feed has to be professional looking in some way. Um, and I, I really didn't know how to, <laughs> um, how to come up with mixing scrapbooking with my personal stories. And so story using Instagram stories was a great way to keep my personal life separate from my scrapbooking life. And even though my personal stories inform my scrapbooking layouts, does that make sense? Oh, it makes a hundred percent sense. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. I have four Instagram accounts and wish I well, didn't. So. Yeah. See, and and I would have the question for you, Jennifer, like, how do you manage that? Like my brain would probably like explode trying to remember, like I would probably post the wrong thing to the wrong account. Oh, I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and I find this is just a little bit, this is just an easier process for me to, um, for people who want to know me, Jess Forster as a person, Mm -hmm. as opposed to me, Jess Forster, the scrapbooker. And, and, and that divide was just the easy way to do it as opposed to having multiple accounts and what's my password and, you know, what does my grid look like and, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I think it's brilliant. And I don't, I don't always manage it well. What it ends up being is that I post 
primarily in a businessy manner and I post primarily Mm -hmm. on Simple Scrapper. I share Mm -hmm. some snippets of my personal life, often with some sort of memory keeping spin, but not always. It could be just Mm -hmm. celebrating that I'm enjoying the Walmart grocery pickup on Saturday morning, (laughs) that I ordered my groceries from my recliner the night before. It was great. I did see that. That looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I love it and I'm addicted to it. <laughs> I don't ever want to go in the grocery store ever <laughs> again. Um, but I think the consequence of that focus though is that I'm not actually using Instagram in a very personal manner anymore mm-hmm. because I it is, you know, kind of cumbersome and frustrating to toggle between accounts. It's not hard, mm-hmm. but you want to make sure that when you post something that you're in the right account and So I just end up not. It doesn't mean I'm not scrapbooking or doing other things with my photos. I'm just not necessarily keeping a really updated personal Instagram anymore. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Instagram has evolved, you know, that, you know, you should have like for people who are creative entrepreneurs or have a business, you have to have these multiple accounts and, and yeah, keep this curated feed um, that, that looks very difficult to, to manage. Um, yeah. How do you, how do you keep the personal when everything looks so professional? I, it's a, it's a balance that I, you know, think about and, you know, ultimately I'm, I'm just trying to be as authentic, not only within my scrapbooking, what I post to my, my general feed, but also to my stories. Well, I think it helps. And I'm going to make an assumption that this applies to you as well, that because we love photography Mm -hmm. and we love photographing small aspects, you know, even minute details of our life, that helps the overall process. Mm -hmm. Because I can, Mm -hmm. you know, photograph my planner on my desk and (laughs) sure, I might arrange my pencil in a way that it wasn't already sitting, but you know, I probably would have done that even if I wasn't posting the photo because I wanted the photo to look pretty because I like photos and I like, I like making, you know, composing a photo as you've been describing, that is Mm -hmm. what I want it to be. So I don't have to do much editing to it later. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow, we've covered so much ground in this. And I'm super inspired to spend more time on Instagram and really think about what different what I could take away from this to do things a little bit differently to incorporate more of my personal goings on into the memory keeping process, but using Instagram as a tool. And I think a lot of our listeners are going to be thinking about the same things, whether they do daily like you or they they do their own spit on it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be if you know if people decide to do this uh, as as a way to keep track of their life. You know, you don't have to have a public uh, story. You can just share with um, you know family members, or you can keep it private. Uh, it's just it's just another uh, way to keep the stories that you are living currently. Um, you know, we've talked about the evolution of Instagram, um, where it used to be just all sort of personal stories. And as our lives have evolved, it, it's developed into something else. And this is just one way to bring a personal aspect to it. So yeah, it's, um, it's really weird for you, for me to be interviewed by you. Cause usually I'm in the, I'm usually the interviewee and directing questions. So this has been, this has been so fun. Well, you are a great interviewer as well, and it just makes for an even more dynamic conversation. So we can bring out, you know, both sides of our perspectives here. Mm -hmm. So 
Any final thoughts for our listeners and how they might want to pick up Instagram and maybe see stories a little bit differently? Because sometimes stories can be very like, you know, they do those boomerang videos or they do the Mm -hmm. ones where they zoom in and make noise and it can be a Mm -hmm. little like flashy, even abrasive. Mm -hmm. Um, But yours are so calm and peaceful and and gorgeous. (laughs) I don't know, maybe That's, some reflection on that. I don't I, I don't know I'm not sure where I'm going now. <laughs> I I think I mean I'm I'm always trying to <laughs> I'm always trying to achieve inner calm and, and peacefulness. Um and I think I don't use those the the flashy Instagram stories because A, I haven't practiced it. I don't have time for it. It's cool when other people do it, like good for them. That's not for me. Um yeah, I just, uh, I think starting somewhere, uh, something is better than nothing. Um, you don't have to document everything. Um, and just, just think about building, uh, just showing off little pieces of your life. It doesn't have to be revolutionary. Like, um, you know, I, I think I talked about the weather the one day or the fact that my daughter liked, uh, the Instagram filters another day, or the fact that, um, my dog was, I'm just trying to remember sleeping, sleep, you know, just, just little snippets of our life that, you know, our lives are constantly evolving. Anything that informs your, uh, life right now that may change in the future. Um, it's, it's hard to think about, but just something is better than nothing. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. Um, as you were talking, one thing that popped into my mind is that some folks like to use apps like day one or other journaling apps to to record their day and, and bring together photos and stories that they may or may not scrapbook later. But mm-hmm. if you're, that's great for maybe an upholder, but if you're an mm-hmm. obliger, then having this public facing yes. version of that yes. is that built in accountability. Because if you, Absolutely. if you fall off, you're going to have people that say, hey, are you still around? Is everything okay? Um, so that could be just a, a, a tool in itself to make you move forward and, and keep you going with a practice that's important to you, but you need that external accountability to make it happen. Mm-hmm. It's I, I don't know the app that you're talking about. Um, and so part of that is, you know, I'm settled into my life right now. I already use Instagram. It was sort of just easy to to develop uh, this habit or this gratitude practice in a in a in an app that I already know a little bit, um, and not trying to take on something new. Uh, you know, looking at what what I had around me and being able to use what I what I already had. So that might that might help. And certainly having it public um, and being an obliger uh, is definitely yeah definitely helps. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us. I know it's going to inspire so many memory keepers out there to do a little bit more. And I really appreciate your time. Oh, Jennifer, it um, it has been a pleasure just to know you for like the last oh. uh, nine years. No, I really have, to, so I have to say this. Um, you, Simple Scrapper was the first design team that I ever made. And I still remember the email. It was like Christmas, uh, 2011, no Christmas, 2010 going into 2011. And I just totally appreciate, uh, the opportunity. And I've always loved the message that you have communicated and you do it so well. And I just think you're swell. And I've, uh, I have admired, uh, 
the um, progress that you have made with Simple Scrapbooker. And uh, thanks for being my online friend. Oh, <laughs> thank you for the kind words. You're going to make me tear up here on a Tuesday oh, night. So. Good. Well, I I generally make people cry in my job as a as a social worker, so uh, it's spilling in and over into my memory keeping life. So good, good for me. <laughs> well, I look forward to staying connected with you online, and I hope others will do so as well. Can you share where people can find you on Instagram? Sure. So I'm at Jess underscore Forster. Um, I also have a blog called cheersjess.com. And sometimes, <laughs> not regularly, I host a uh, podcast called Pocket Talk. So you can find me there. Thank you, Jess. And thank you, everyone, for listening. You can implement what you hear on the Scrapbook Your Way podcast right away by downloading our companion workbook. Just head to simplescrapper.com slash workbook to get started. And of course, remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. Your way.